Save and Michelle for breakfast. 92.9 Triple M. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the podcast. Not just any Friday edition of the podcast. It was our big day in today. Oh, it was what a the day. day. I know. I'm exhausted. Like I was at a festival. It's like yeah, it's I've been like drinking been all to through a the festival. show. <laughs> yeah. I've been dealing, so we'll be doing something. Shark's yeah, Char- about to get arrested on the way out. Speed dealer, Sonny's on the Oakley's, Char- mate. Yeah. They had a good run, the Whiters. Um, but if yeah, anyone's we- ever shelved today, it's you. <laughs> Well, you're you helped the one. me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we took so long in the Don't bathroom. be so greedy. <laughs> hey, uh, we did play uh, only Big Day Out music and everything was around the Big Day Out. We were just reminiscing today. We got your Big Good Day Out times. memories on. We chatted to a guy which is very interesting called Adam Zamet. Now, he was a CEO of Big Day Out for mm. a long, long period throughout that noughties period. He had a great story about Kanye. Had another little uh, couple of little stories in there. We're going to play the full chat, so not just the chat that we played on air. Yeah. Good. Some yeah, things yeah, that yeah. couldn't get on air, so Absolutely. we're going to play the full chat here in the podcast. And also, have Templey, your mate from uh, Eskimo Joe, joined us in a little live acoustic version. About to for tour us. with yeah. uh, Incubus and uh, live now. They That's are massive. right in my wheel. Yeah, now. that is yeah. massive. Age, yeah. So we could lose Zay for a month while he just follows Tours. him around Australia. Yeah. And That's it. Yeah, Brody Pivas crack shot while he was on some amps and that. Um, I've got one Florida man story, but do you want me to tell you that, or you want to hear oh, some yeah. big day out stuff from the X Man? You want a Florida man story first? Do some big day out first. Let's go big day out. So we heard today during the show about Marilyn Manson jumping into the crowd when a bottle yeah. was thrown. Remember yeah, that? yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the story from behind the scenes about okay. what actually happened then. And it's mm. uh, told by Viv Lees, who was the organiser of the big day out in 99. Yeah. When right. it, re- it returned in 99. Sure. So it had a year mm. off 98, I Just think. Just a breather. Returned in 99. six and out big day out. Yeah. Yeah. And then it came back, yeah, because so, everyone's like, oh, no. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. So Marilyn Manson and Courtney Love uh, were in love. Funnily really? enough, they, yeah, they were they were chummy, chummy, okay. chummy. Anyway, after three stops, they absolutely uh, hated each other, like hated each other. Uh, he says that uh, Courtney was a bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's her peak madness. He goes, yeah, but Manson was funny, completely nuts, and pretty bad tempered. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so they're in yeah. Perth. Okay. And uh, backstage, Perth was hot. They had an inflatable, massive big inflatable Mm. pool uh, to keep people chilled out whilst it was all going on. Imagine the pool after the gig. Oh, oh, how scummy would it be? Now, (laughs) Viv tells a story. He was out for dinner and Mm. was wandering back during the set. Yeah. Uh, and uh, during that set, as we heard during the show, a bottle was thrown and it hits uh, the guitarist. Oh, right. And a, ro- a riot sort of kicked off and he reckons the, the audience were breathing fire. So Manson jumped in, didn't he? That's what yeah, one of our so callers water said. Was, he jumped water was in. breathing fire. Uh, the crowd was breathing fire. Mm. Anyway, so they all shot off backstage. Yeah. And as Viv was returning from dinner, he just saw water everywhere. And he's oh, like, no. shit, we've got to call a plumber. Oh, Where are no. the pipes? The pipes are leaking. What's yeah. happened? Where's it coming from? And they're like, no, 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 relax. Uh, some girl ran past and did it. Well, it wasn't a girl. <laughs> Marilyn Manson went past with a box cutter, sliced, sliced up this uh, inflatable pool. No. Jumped in his van. Oh, pissed off. Never heard of again. <laughs> Never heard of. That's the last they saw of him. That's How's it. How's that, though? Slice wow. it. Slice it. Didn't have a good time on stage. That's fine. 
don't ruin it for everyone else. No yeah, one exactly. backstage did anything. Where did yeah. the box cutters from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get that in? Whack, what is happening there? A oh, couple of slices. Yeah, anyway, that was that version. There so that's an uh, interesting uh, behind-the-scenes story. I'd be, yeah, I'd probably, actually, I was going to say I'd be pissed, but then I probably wouldn't get in that pool either, though. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. ah, now it's muddy. That's how I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Just on the way out of the dorm show, how many did you actually go to? How many big I downs? can't remember. I think three or four <laughs> at okay. least, yeah. Yeah, so you went to the most out of everyone, I think, here. Seven? Sorry, sorry. Apologies. Kickoff in '92, he was four. Backstage, I was there, smoking a cigar. Got, got <laughs> wacky with mum. What about you? You got backstage. I mean, that's a memory. You took that one back to Melbourne the Mate, school. Incredible. Oh, Me and the Chilies. Yeah, yeah. Fast around the bong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, on. that was off air. Move that on. was an off air story. You know what? I'm not going to tell the floor. I used to call story. him Nilex. <laughs> The box cutter. Or Gatorade saxophone. I'll slice you up like the inflatable pool in a second. <laughs> hey, have a great weekend, you know, everybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a run in with this speed dealer yeah, right mate, here. Yeah, you know well, he's the white oak, yeah. He's got something. You do actually feel a bit tough when you got these dogs on. I'm going <laughs> to give you that tip for young players at home. Have a great weekend, you everybody. Should, seriously, I want you to walk around a bit with these yeah, and just I'll see try, how I'll people react right, to yeah, yeah. No, not outside. I'm talking oh, about outside. go to a bit of a rough and tumble sort of shopping centre area. See how it goes. I'm I pretty sure. I'll tell you what, the way he runs too is the way a lot Bounces. of the, the bounce, <laughs> mate. That'll suit. That's bounce. how um, SJ walks. Yeah, runs. no, yeah, and they got the real. That's yeah. how the gun runs. Just yeah. slow it down. That's how he runs. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the WWE. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Big day in, and yeah, the WWE. Yeah, yeah strap yourself in for this one. Have a good one. We'll chat to you Monday. Goodbye. Save and Michelle for breakfast. Perth's real alternative for breakfast. 92.9 Triple M. Our next guest was responsible for one of the biggest festivals Australia's ever seen. When he wasn't in the boiler room, you would have found him backstage rubbing shoulders with the biggest stars. Here to reminisce on his days at the Big Day Out Festival, former CEO of the Big Day Out, Adam Zammett. Welcome, Adam. And can I say right up top, thank you. Yeah. I think it's the best festival that's ever existed. <laughs> well, it um, it certainly hasn't been topped, has it? No, no. The the breadth of genres and stars mm. that you guys pulled in over all those years was just phenomenal. And I don't, exactly, nothing's ever matched close to it. I, where do you start? How did it start? Are you all in a garage together one day? Is it just you and you approach other people? How? What was the well, first germ look- of it? The Ken West is is the principal and central man behind um, Big Day Out, and from the very beginning, it was his and Viv Lee's festival. Um, many people along the years were a big part of the family that was Big Day Out, and probably launched the careers of several thousand people who are still running around putting up stages around the country to this day. Um, but it was Ken West and Viv in in nineteen ninety um, nineteen ninety one ninety two that mm. really uh, that really did the job. Mate, you were, uh, well, you were a commercial and CEO. In 2005, I read 255,000s went through the gates uh, of the big day out. Uh, the growth and the prime of that, it must have been unbelievable that, uh, you know, so many Aussies were experiencing these festivals. Well, you know, we talk about big ticket numbers these days when people like Taylor Swift and Pink swing through the country. Um, but back then... Nobody had any experience nah. in, um, mm. in, in 55,000 person festivals in Sydney, for example, let alone packing that up um, every other every other second day and then and then moving to another state and doing it all over again. So the logistics of the national touring in Australia are harder than any other country in the world. 
um, it was um, it, it, the scale of that and the logistics alone. You know, you know, several jumbo jets of people, hundreds of semi trailers, thousands of touring staff. It was that as much as the acts themselves. I think that that makes Big Dad such a marvel. Speaking of the act, how did you choose the artists and, and did it get to a point where people were going, we want in on the big day out and when did that happen? Oh, that was, I think that was from day one because, mm. you know, in the very early 90s, nothing, there was very little else in the world that was happening like this in terms of festivals. Australia's always um, over-indexed and been a massive um, um, player in, in festivals and we've produced so many of these, but back then there was little happening, so... Also, too, there was more collegiate relationship with artists and, and the, the founders of Big Doubt were always keen on putting artists on the bill that, um, that liked each other, loved each other and certainly didn't hate each other. Yeah. So, so there was acts. Keep in mind, in the 90s through the 2000s, um, there, were, there were periods of time when acts really were all working together. They were coming from Seattle and, and, and they were coming from scenes. They were coming from Bristol in the UK. There, was, there, was, there were movements that were bringing bunches of acts together. Um, and that made artists want to play together and be um, be on the same um, tours together as well. Um, it's a little different now, um, certainly around the world, but um, definitely it was a lot easier to find acts that wanted to come out here. They were breaking new ground in Australia. Mm. Um, it was it was it, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's never easy to put a lineup together, but it was definitely a time when um, everything was gelling. Fans were all pointing in a lot of the same directions. Um, in terms of their their loves for music. Now, mate, I have read that uh, a proud achievement of yours was not getting glassed when you had to get on stage uh, and tell everyone that Kanye was running late. Oh, <laughs> how do you know that story? Um, oh, I got my people. Um, I, I was, there was, we had about 45,000 people standing in the rain waiting for Kanye to come out, and Kanye was notoriously difficult, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, he was already running about 25 minutes late. There was only three of us who were allowed to go out and talk to the audience, and um, and uh, I got pushed out there because the other two, Ken, didn't want to go out. Kanye <laughs> decided he wanted to pop up in the middle of the crowd on a scissor lift, which we had to organise oh. the last. So, that, so while we were we were making a last request, late request for Kanye, which there were hundreds I could tell you about, including an all white dressing room and and, no. and oh Gucci and, and he needed a specific type of Gucci cloth um, for his hands that had to be flown. <laughs> from anyway, he, the crowd are waiting. No one to go on stage. I'm wearing a black hoodie, black jeans, black boots, and I've got the hoodie on because it's raining. Crowd's mm. been waiting and I walk, oh, no. out, I walk out on stage in front of 45,000 people with a microphone and the crowds go crazy <laughs> um, thinking can't <laughs> Oh, no. from, from, a, from a distance, they couldn't tell it was a fat guy in his late 30s. <laughs> so, so, so I pulled the hoodie back and the crowd just started booing and throwing cans and bottles at me, um, which, which is the shortest-lived music career of anyone's life. Oh. Um, and I just told them Kanye would be out in one minute. I walked off stage and Ken said, why the hell did you say one minute? We just got on the phone to Kanye's manager and said, if he's not out in a minute, we're fining him 100000 off his fee. And he was out there quick smart. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. I didn't realise there was that's the crazy. confusion over it being, oh, my God, that's Kanye. That's unbelievable. And it also, too, that's the Gold Coast. Uh, uh, not the most, um, no. not patient, the, uh, the <laughs> Queensland crowds. No, um, no, no. What, what's I mean that that'd be a, a, an insane high point of is in just the, in the just the madness of that moment. What's some other some of the names that you've met that you're like they were great, oh, not so good. What, some of the people. Oh, that you've look, met. you know, I think I think um, 
uh, I think in terms of the great moments of Big Dad, everyone will have their own. Um, you know, I, I remember seeing the white stripes on at one o'clock in the afternoon um, in, uh, I think it was 2000 and um, 2002, uh, maybe. Um, and, and everyone was hyped about them. Big Dad always had acts that were literally breaking in the world at the time they played a big day out. And that mm. included Nirvana as the first one who went number one in the US the same day they played a big day out in Australia. Wow. Um, White Stripes who were exploding around the world who just happened to have booked big day out months ahead before their, their songs and albums exploded. Kings of Leon playing 11 o'clock in the morning on one stage. Um, so these are acts that within two years were on stadium tours around the world. Mm. Um, Cold Coldplay, um, Coldplay were playing on Big Day Out, you know, at probably a, a two o'clock in the afternoon spot. So the, you look at not just the big acts and big moments of the headliners, but the acts that were were going to become um, iconic Hall of Fame artists that um, mm. that were playing in low spots. I think those memories and knowing that I was there to see them was. Probably the most special. Yeah, got the, got these emerging guys. They're yeah. called Coldplay. They yeah, might be yeah. okay. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, yeah. give, we'll give them a two yeah. o'clock slot. Uh, of course, uh, Big Day Out came twenty times to Perth, uh, Basso and Claremont. Is there? How do you see the future of music festivals and whatnot? I mean, uh, so many people, especially listening to us, would have attended one of those twenty mm. here in Perth. How, how do you see the future of music festivals? And is there is there light at the end of the tunnel of something like this being recreated? I, I, I want to say yes, but I think the reality is the state of music festivals now is not a result of music festivals being the problem, although you are seeing some generational changes. I think COVID mm. um, took that sort of, my big brother went, oh, I'm going to go um, next next movement of people through. The biggest problem is record labels, the music industry aren't producing and following acts through from um, emerging yeah. to stadium. It's just not happening. And you're seeing acts, you're seeing now you know, any act that hasn't reformed yet is being offered big dollars to get back on stage because I genuinely feel like we're running out of the big talent. Yeah. And, mm. you know, um, you know, Chili Peppers, when we brought them in 2000, back in 2013, um, did a great job for us. Pearl Jam didn't. Um, you know, it's sort of funny, uh, and that had nothing to do with Pearl Jam, it's just the changing audiences. But, you know, you're seeing a lot of trouble in, in the music festival market now and mm. the scale yeah. of Big Day Out. Big Day Out's talent bill got as high as $18 million. Say, who was then, the of highest? course, you've got to pass it on, yeah. and that's ticket sales. But, yeah, who, what, right. who was who was the highest uh, paid? That, uh, oh, the highest paid act I could probably say now would have been... Um, Don't say Kanye. It, it probably would have been uh, the last couple of years, Chili Peppers and yeah. Pearl Jam yeah. were probably the, the biggest. That was a big shift in, in fees. Everything had gone up. You know, Metallica, you know, toured nationally, I think, for a couple of million dollars over six shows. Um you know, a decade earlier, but within within five or six years, that was a eight to ten million dollar talent bill for five or six shows in Australia. So, um, you know, things 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 as artists realise how how much the festivals depend on them, the fees go up, as you can imagine. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. just uh, before we let you go, mate, one last one. Uh, in nineteen ninety three, I was the age of five, so I certainly. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sneaking anything. I was sneaking chocolate bars out of the fridge at home. But uh, one of your favourite moments, uh, something to do with Courtney Love? Oh, God, who have you been talking about? She was peak wild yeah. then, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I, um, I, was, uh, I had a music magazine in, um, in New South Wales, um, but I 
I I snuck um, myself and what ended up becoming Megan Lowe, who became the head of Triple J, actually wow. years later. Um, but Megan and I were friends, and we snuck under a fence at Sydney Big Day Out, um, and we didn't know what fence it was, and we just kept <laughs> climbing underneath it, and we popped up in a in a queue in the artist catering area between oh. Love and um, and uh, I think it was Nick Cave and two other people who who were sort of waiting in this short queue in front of a Bain Marie to get some catering food. <laughs> oh uh, a day later, I ended up going to um, sneaking into a party down at um, Bondi Pavilion on Bondi Beach, and I was wearing a pair of shiny silver pants as you did back then. And um, Courtney Love told me I had an ass like a black man. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that, that's your high point of your life there. There you go. <laughs> which uh, which I've, I've carried with me ever since. Um, but um, but uh, look, you know, the, I, I'm one of many people with a million stories about Big Out. Um, and I think for years we'll continue to hear them because nothing else was quite like that in Australia. Oh. Australia should be very proud. You know, Perth put on as good a show and the audience in Perth was as loved by art- artists as, as they were in Sydney. You know, Claremont Oval in particular was a, a really special venue. And the end of the tour in Big Day Out in Perth was always fantastic. And the party at the end in Perth was always the biggest the biggest party and the loosest party when, when the tour was over. And by that point, international artists had become great friends with local artists. And it was really a great time in Perth every year to finish. Adam, I've got to ask, just on a percentile run, how many stories can you tell versus can't you tell yeah. out, out of a hundred? Like, what's the percentage sit at? Uh, I think it depends on. I think it depends on the statute of limitations for property. <laughs> How many? Well, we'll talk to you. What's the biggest year? We'll talk to you next year. We'll just keep going, just keep going until we yeah. get the yeah. ones we yeah. need. The shackles are off on Kanye. Call me when I've got a terminal disease and it doesn't matter what I've <laughs> <laughs> The former CEO of the Big Day Out Festival on our Big Day In a Day today, Adam Zamet. Thanks for joining us this morning, Ads. Pleasure, guys. Save and Michelle for breakfast. Perth's real alternative for breakfast. 92.9 Triple M. Our next guest is Perth Rock Royalty. Won't you tell me your name? He's the lead singer of a band that's played WA's biggest events. And we love him here on Triple M. Please welcome from Eskimo Joe, Fremantle Zone, Cav Tempoli. Oh, welcome, hey, Cav. What an introduction. I feel no, so special. We do what we can, mate. You're a big day out royalty. It's um, big day out 07? Uh, look, I think the first time we actually played probably was just as a local band in 99 and then we did wow. the national yeah. tour in like 2002 was our first time. Oh, wow. oh man. So you just, uh, big day out, this again. Two well, through to ten. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 2002 and then I think the last one we did was 2010. Yeah. So, yeah. How fabulous. Yeah. What are some of your highlights just behind the scenes? Well, there's there's so many stories that I can't yeah. tell, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess, just... I guess one of like the earliest kind of funniest stories that I had to tell. I was I was a big fan of the third uh, White Stripes record, and yeah, yeah. this is before Seven Nation Army had come out, and so they'd have these amazing after parties after every big day out. That was kind of part of the thing. You couldn't yeah. wait until the after party. And happened. where did they happen? Were they still on site or no, would you go somewhere? They'd have a backstage area that was like, mm. that looked like some kind of, you know, five-star hotel. But then yeah. you would go to a hotel, like you would not know until the last minute and then it'd Ooh. be like free drinks mm. and food and everyone would just be partying and having a great time. 
So I'm stuffing samosas into my mouth, and then I see Meg from the White Stripes, and I go oh, up, I'm like, or half oh. eating a samosa. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you guys are really good, you know, arf, yeah. arf, arf. Um, <laughs> and she just kind of looks at me with this really wry kind of, you know, smile on her face, and, and I was like, oh, you know, we're sitting over there if you want to come and join us, you oh, know, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. She doesn't come and sit down with us. <laughs> anyway, so we do, this is our first big day out we've ever done. And by the final after party, we're in Perth. And I feel like I'm a big day out aficionado by mm, this stage. You yeah, know, I've yeah, done, done the shows. Veterans. You know, I've been over over the, uh, you know, trenches. I've fought, you know, the enemy. We're there at the Perth after party. And then I see Meg and I'm like feeling a bit cooler. Like, because I, I felt like yeah. such a dork when I went up to her the first time. Uh, yeah, I went up to her and I was like, hey, you know, I was a bit drunk last time. Sorry. It was, it was a great tour. <laughs> you know, it's so good to see you guys. And, and she's kind of still got this wry look mm. on her face and just kind of smiling and nodding, saying nothing. Yeah. Um, and then I walk away and I'm like, I think that went really well. <laughs> I think I actually, <laughs> I think I, I came across really well. And I got, so I go to the toilet and it's at that stage that I remember half an hour before that someone, as I look in the mirror, someone has drawn a text of beard and moustache on me. <laughs> no! And so no! Just looking at me, just going, who is this goose? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. She probably remembers you, though. She yeah. probably remembers you. I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> They're sneaking into a party. You're the old mushy yeah. 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 from outside. Who went hardest over the years? Like, international act-wise, who went hardest? The stories of the sideshows are kind of like the, the, side shows, the funniest one. Like, we, and when you say sideshows, this is not the big day out there. They, they go, we yeah. will be at this pub yeah, or this they, venue wherever. Part yeah. of their deal is they play these shows on mm-hmm. the side, right? And um, so I went to the My Chemical Romance show and it was in the, this place in Melbourne. It's an old boxing arena. So there's nothing around the stage apart from this like boxing ring in the middle of the stage. And so I got there. Um, and the manager's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they want you to stand side of stage. So I got up onto stage and I was literally just standing on stage with the band and it was the most awkward <laughs> wow. thing ever. Um, and the and the singer, I just remember, kept looking over to the kick drum to see his reflection. Oh, uh, no. so, and then he'd kind of fix his hair <laughs> and then he'd go back to it. And then the, the audience was so young and it was almost like, seeing pictures of like, you know, the early David Bowie gigs yeah. where they'd all be in the makeup and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So all of these kind of really young kids were in the makeup and, and they were all pretending to pass out so they could be passed over the front of the thing. <laughs> oh. And then they come to it <laughs> no. last minute and be like, oh my God. Oh. Um, Stop it. So, uh, and, and because the, the audience was so young, we, we renamed them uh, My Chemical Square Pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your fans? What's some of the standout, uh, you know, fan moments? I mean, the standout fan moments in general, so I'm laughing because I'm just remembering a moment. We, The Sydney Big Day Out when we, I think it was 2009 when we were touring our album, Inshallah, it was like 75,000 people per mm. show or something. So we're there on the main stage in front of all these people and it's so freaking hot. Like that is my memory <laughs> of the Big Day Out yeah. being like, you know, those, deg- those run of 40 degree, degree mm. days we just had, that was the Big Day Out every year. Yeah. So you'd get on stage and you're full blacks and everything. And then you'd look at the audience and they're going off. And I'm like, yeah. how are you guys doing that? And <laughs> the and, helpers, I think. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> the helpers. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, yes, there was some help. Yeah, water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, and we were, yeah, I remember being on stage at this one uh, day and one of my guitars has actually never recovered because it got hit by the sun. They, they, they clocked the degrees at 56 degrees on stage. Yeah. We launched into Black Fingernails as the final song and Stu started off this like because the crowd are going crazy yeah, of course. so Stu starts off with this like Sydney uh. he's just going Hur! and then 
clearly has like expelled too much breath oh, and, no. and so he passes out but, but he's standing up and he starts oh, playing God. he starts playing the intro to Black Fingernails Red Wine and he's like his eyes roll back in his head and, and it's just going clang, 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 on the guitar. and there's footage and you can we're all laughing for some yeah. reason but oh, our guitar tech's looking at, at Stu like do I have to stop this guy from yeah. falling yeah. and he and Stu kind of comes to halfway yeah. through and goes oh and gets on with the, the song bless <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so then afterwards we take him away to recovery because it's that hot. Yeah. Um, and then me and Joel have to go approve the footage and they're like, oh, should we put this to air? This is mm. like really full on. We're like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Let's fry the guy. Yeah. Hey, uh, just quickly too, yeah. uh, live and Incubus. And you guys are going to be doing some stuff together. It's us, live, Incubus and Birds of Tokyo. So oh, huge. Huge. Nice. huge. Wow. Oh, and the Super Jesus. So oh, big nice. line up. Uh, we're going around Australia. I think we're playing Whitford's or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a great show, and you know, just a whole lot of bands from a similar era. So you can imagine that everyone nice. will love it. It's called the Lookout Festival. The Lookout Festival. Uh, so nice. I'm sure if you type that into your search engine, it'll Google come it up. up. It's in April, so it's not that far yeah, away. Good. Yeah, um, good. And we have some pretty exciting news around it, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Right. Very clandestine. <laughs> I can't tell you this story. Yeah, this story yeah. is, and I've got something yeah. else. Yeah. It yeah. is going to be huge. Eskimo Joe live Incubus touring very soon. Uh, tickets EskimoJoe.net. Also doing a national acoustic. Tour a little bit later this year, so the calendar is very full for Cab mm. Templey, but he's squeezed in some time for oh, us guys always, because always. can't go anywhere. Save and Michelle for breakfast. That's real alternative for breakfast. 92.9 Triple M. Oh, yes. Well, it is the big day, in. It's been Naughty's Week all week. It's all led up to this. Every song on our show played today, Big Day Out. Artists from the Naughties, of course. And we're talking Big Day Out Memories oh, X. Oh, we've got an abundance of listeners that were on that journey and it's prime time. And we're going to go to Leon. Leon. Your big day out memories. What's your favourite? My favourite was uh, 2000 in, in Bassanine, mate. That was my first ever one. I was uh, 16. I had a little bit of a ticket to ride, basically what the Beatles say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting on the hot dog van all day. And uh, <laughs> the, start, the starter of the van, I'd say we literally walked in at one o'clock and Yoffy Indy were playing with Tree. Yes. Jebediah, Blink-182, oh, and then we had Foo Fighters. Mate, the k Record Brothers were right at the end, and uh, mm. I've never danced in my life, but bloody, I had my shirt off and all. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, I still remember, I, then, uh, I still had to go to bloody school the next day. So. That is that, <laughs> no, that, that's, and that's, you would have had the best one, the best story yeah. out there. Ben's in Lakelands. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Yeah, good, how are you? Oh, man, we are fantastic. Yeah. What was the year that you remember best, or your best memories? 1999, so I think I was 16. Dane's Hole was playing, yes. Manson, Soulfly, Manson, he was on last. And yeah. I remember we were near the front like little grommets and this dude <laughs> flew, a, flew a hip flask and hit the bass player Twiggy straight in the head. Oh, no. Yes. And um, he's a claret was coming out. <laughs> Everyone was already throwing water bottles and all that type of stuff on the stage anyway. So Manson's just trying to call out who it was, jumped straight in the crowd. Everyone's, like, moved out of the way. Hang on, hang on. Marilyn Manson jumped in the crowd. Didn't hesitate at all. Absolute mad dog. That's cool. They were the days. One blue eye coming at you, one normal eye, and he's just swinging. (laughs) That's that's, that's one for the grandkids. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that? Did Grandpa tell you the time about when Marilyn came for him? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, uh, Adam. Favourite memory of the big day out, mate? Getting moshed with a koala bear in front of a legion. Yes. What? Hold (laughs) on. There was someone in a 
koala bear suit in the mosh pit. Yeah. So, like, he was in it. I don't know. It must be 40 degrees or something. I don't yes. know how he did it or she Crazy. did it. I still don't know who it was. Popped up next to me. He's like, oh, koala bear. And everyone just lifted him up. And then he just got carried around. Next thing, he's sort of, he's done a full circle. He's crashed down onto my back again. Oh, no. Oh. Koala bear round trip. <laughs> Dead koala. What? Who was playing while the koala bear was surfing? Uh, Allegiant. Allegiant. Oh, that's impressive. I love it. Did you have a run in with Silverchair, Adam? I did. I will run over. Yeah. Um, run over. And, and so we're just walking across to the small stage, just about just about everybody else was then. Mm-hmm. And I can hear this car horn. And I'm like talking to my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, what the hell's that? And I'm sort of feeling this bit of a nudge. I turn around and there's this Tarago or some kind of band. Oh, yeah. That was the people mover of bands, the yeah, Tarago. Everyone moved around in a Tarago. What? And you nearly got mowed. Yeah, and it's sort of bumping in me. I sort of turn around. You're like, I'm like, yeah, like I'd had maybe one or two beers, and I'm like, <laughs> a bit of a yell at them, and as it drives past, I'm like, oh look at that! And sort of tapped on the window, and they waved, and. That's how surreal the big day out was. That stuff, as we said, it'll never happen again. Oh, let's go to oh Andy. Andy. (laughs) Who did you you see? God, tell us everything. Uh, it was early uh two thousand and eight and I would have saw Rage Against the Machine, you know, waiting all waiting all day, having a bit of fun in the sun. Yeah. Me and my best mate, you know, just running like Usain Bolt, smashing it into the (laughs) mosh pit and uh yeah, just I uh, lost my shoe, my right shoe, very early on, probably yep. the second show. Lose, then get drenched in, you know, God knows what. My shirt comes <laughs> flying off. Mm. Shirt off, the, shoe off, yeah. The, the, the worst pain comes through my body, sort of this massive atomic wedgie by my mate and about no. three other blokes. So my bodies have half ripped and my grunt. <laughs> I'm looking up in the air and my grundies are going through the air. And I'm just, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. They got it them off, off you. They ripped so, them yeah, through you so, with the wedge. Yeah, got the atomic wedge. So basically, oh, it was a great, absolutely great gig. But come out, you know, one with only one shoe, no shirt, and no Grundies. I mean, if you drove <laughs> past you, it's like there's a man who's had a solid day at the big day. So, no, it was, uh, and, and sunburn to go with it. So yeah, it was, oh, it's a slog. All worth it, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Yeah, oh, absolutely, you, Andy. absolutely. <laughs> but favorite memory, big day out, Brendan. Well, what didn't happen to me, it happened to my old man. His mate was telling him at work the day after he'd been to the concert that this is back when it was Bassendine Oval in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, uh, right. He was drinking outside the stadium because obviously he didn't have a ticket, so he yeah. thought he'd just go down and listen for free like most people do. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't called tailgating back in the day, <laughs> but that's the what he was doing. Yeah, the Taylor Swift version. Yeah. 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 Drinking piss on the sidelines. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> he was, and... Uh, then security came over to him and said, "Hey, mate, you actually can't drink outside. You have to, you have to stay inside if you're drinking." So they ushered him inside the stadium, and he got to see the rest of the concert for free. Get That's in here, unreal. you cheeky scamp! You're not breaking the rules in front of me. <laughs> yeah, in you come. That's oh, so good. Nice. And what a day for yeah. free. Doesn't <laughs> get better than that. Beauty. Jody, it's our big day in, but you've been to the big day out. What was your favourite? Uh the first one's always the most memorable yes. because it's just such a big experience. And uh, without giving my age away, it was back in 95 at Frio oh, Oval. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, yeah, ministry and offspring were sort of the two highlights I was going for. And wow. oh, during during offspring, mm. this, this legend from the crowd just climbed up the scaffolding alongside oh. the stage. <laughs> I, I don't even know how high, but 10, 15 metres, he was way mm. up there. And jumped out into the adoring crowd who caught him. No. And Dex, <laughs> Dex, luckily, Dexter yes. from Offspring on stage, he goes, wow. 
somebody bring that guy backstage. I want to buy him a beer. Oh. <laughs> that is, that's the, oh. such a legendary moment. That is phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know whether you ever got that beer, but yeah, he uh, he certainly made an impression on me. What a legend! Yeah, that is, that's huge. Yeah, you know, I risked my life, and then yeah. I drank with Offspring all in a day's work, <laughs> all in one big day's out. That's it. <laughs> Memories, core memories. It's mm. the best. It's the best. I said it once. I'll say it again. It's the best festival mm-hmm. that's ever been. Well, that's why we're doing the big day in all day today. Jim Jeffrey said we should be able to get it back on again. I mean, tickets would be about 2K mm. P's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they bought Hasn't those acts out, like, say, some of the big, big ones, mm. five of them, yeah. I'd pay two grand. Be Xavier and his five. mates and drug dealers. <laughs> They're <laughs> the only people that can afford it. It's 92.9, Triple M. Save and Michelle for breakfast. Perth's real alternative for breakfast. 92.9 Triple M. It is our big day in. The Foo Fighters uh, did it twice. That one was from 2003, uh, the big day out. We want to take you back to the big day out in 2000, though, to kick mm. off the noughties. Uh, and one man from Channel V actually chatted oh to the Foo Fighters. His 31st birthday, Dave Grohl and his Foo Fighters are here at the big day out. 18 years ago, Dave's life was changed by a punk called Tracy. He's joined by the meanest vegetarian bass player in the house, <laughs> Nate, stereo-smashing meaty queen fan Taylor, and punk rookie guitar man Chris Hello. And that man Mate, talking. for the intro. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fire. That's not mucking around. Uh, that man goes by the name of Jabba, who joins us right now. Good morning, hey. Jabba. Zave Michelle, great to uh, beam in from the East Coast here. Oh, man, you are, uh, I was just saying uh, off air while we were having a chat, when I think of the 2000s, when I think of Big Day Out, when I think of anyone talking to anyone music, I do think of you and Channel V. It, it's, I mean, the Foo Fighters, show the boys what you're showing me while you're while uh, they were out of here. Scott, what does this man not have? Have a look at this. What is Something, this? There's the set Something list. I prepared earlier. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Foo set list. And that's back when I had hair. <laughs> when, uh, I didn't notice. Here we go. How's that beard? No, that look at that. Fresh, mate, what fresh. That's very cool. Mate, we're doing a big day in, of course, a big day out, reflecting on the uh, the glory days. Mate, your role, uh, walking around, interviewing, uh, were you nervous? Because some of these bands, and I've just been doing a little bit of research around some of the incidents that happened around the big day out. <laughs> did, you, did you pack yourself a little bit as you wandered in to interview uh, certain band members and bands, etc.? Always, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. the, the two most scary ones were Marilyn Manson yeah. and Courtney Love from Hole. And <laughs> Courtney Love really loved our cameraman, uh, Michael Jackson, his name was, believe it or not, really? lovely guy. <laughs> yeah. He had the best lighting setup ever. And Courtney sat down, she looked at herself on the monitor and she went, your lights are the best, Let, let's go. And we did really great interview. That went well. And then Marilyn Manson, the same, he was kind of at the peak of his powers. Mm. It was, I mean, just what an era, like the travelling carnival of the big day out, obviously kicking off in, in New Zealand. And by the time it got to Perth, it was the, the all the touring bands, they were like family with each other. They'd all either hooked up or got drunk or got stoned or got high or <laughs> yeah. shared war stories together. <laughs> So Perth was kind of like the ultimate uh, big day out stop. Did you follow it all the way around the country? 
a couple of years I did, Michelle, I, mm. I never forget going to uh, New Zealand and watching uh, System of a Down blow up the PA yeah. uh, so that Queens of the Stone Age were unable to play on the main <laughs> no. stage and they ended up coming back at 11 o'clock at night and playing uh, like one of the side stages because they weren't going to let the fans down. And Scotty Owens from The Living End, the double bass player and I, we hid in some gear and just watched Queens of the Stone Age from side of stage just like, oh, my God. Oh, this is insane. Unbelievable. I, I read a story about Scotty Owens the other uh, just this morning how he came home and the sun was up one morning and uh, Jeb and I were playing hacky sack <laughs> and he joined in and dislocated his fingers. Oh, God. Uh, and it was only because Corn had a travelling physio with <laughs> Yeah, Corn had a physio travelling. They fixed his fingers up so he was able to play on the day. What a fantastic story. I mean, they just, I think it really was unprecedented in Australia. There was no other travelling circus like the Big Day Out at that era where those kind of bands were just so beloved. Obviously, Taylor Swift is the the flavour of the moment on on the East Coast, you know, smashing Melbourne, doing Sydney tonight. Um, and, and 20, you know, 20, 25 years ago, all these bands we're talking about, you know, that, that Triple M kind of stable of, of artists now, those 90s heroes, they just were, they were like a, the, you know, a, a high school mm. year that came through together and, and they love each other and we love them and they, they loved Australia. Could, could we were talking to Jim, side note, we were talking to Jim Jeffries the other day and we were talking about the big day out because of our whole theme and he goes, surely you could get it back together again. Mm. Is there any, I mean, it would cost a packet, but can you see in any way, you've got a big music brain, could this ever occur again, big day out, carnival atmosphere, like you said? It's tricky, Michelle. You see, my my 16-year-old daughter just went to her first music festival, which was Laneway, oh, which yeah. was all these, I can't even describe the acts that were there. There were Weird people us. I'd never heard of. And, yes. you know, I was just like, mate, this isn't even music. Um, <laughs> my know, dad kind laughs of at you. Guitar, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, look, I don't know that that kind of genre. Maybe there is some some retro kind of thing. I mean, they try festivals unless it is kind of flavour of the minute, and that's mm. what those things were. You know, they were so hot at that time, and the guys Lee's and West that used to book the big day out, they had phenomenal success in picking the hottest of the mm. hot, hot, hot mm. bands. And obviously, it reached a point where it was no longer sustainable. And whether it can come back. I don't know. Mm. Jabby, you mentioned that uh, the bands, because it was that travelling circus, they often, as you mentioned, uh, got on the beers, um, smoked, did all yeah. sorts of bits Pull and pieces. <laughs> you were sort of a part of the, the travelling roadshow yourself. Were the bands like, nah, Jab was cool, come with us, or did you? Or did they always keep their distance a little bit? Gee, you guys have good, good, got good questions. That's such thank, a, thank a good mm-hmm. question because I didn't. I didn't, I didn't realise that the media, because Channel V was so kind of embedded with uh, musos, yeah. I never saw myself as media, therefore I should have access everywhere and I had the AAA pass. But, you know, after, bus- once, after business hours, I had a dear friend called Hugh Taranto who was the lighting director for Silverchair amongst a whole bunch of other uh, bands. He did Public Enemy once at the Lude Festival because they had no one, like legend in the lighting industry. He was one of my best mates. And so I would just kind of go in Hugh's slipstream because yeah. he was crew. So he was welcome anywhere. Phil Phil Jamison from Grinspoon, he tried to shut me out of a party once. No. Uh, James Addiction's 
camp. They tried to shut me down because I had asked Perry Farrell about drugs. Oh, yeah, wow. Right so I was, I was pretty naive, like listening to my voice then. My son Oscar is 27 now, and so that's how old I was in 2000, and I can hear – I'm just like, oh my god! I sound like Oscar. Like, <laughs> I was so young yeah. and I didn't realise it. I, I love that you, you got in trouble for asking Perry, or they, they were dirty that you asked Perry Farrell about drugs. Like no one was aware that he may yeah. have dabbled. Like, <laughs> it's, it's news, news to me. <laughs> it is our big. I mean, his name's Peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> it is our big day in all day today. Playing tunes from uh, the big day out. And what about this? Thanks for jumping on, Jabber oh, from yes, Channel absolutely. B. You got to remember him all throughout Pleasure. the noughties. Pretty Thanks much went to. Every big day out. Oh, yeah, cheers for the chat this morning, Jabba. It's... Good on you guys. Have a great weekend oh, oh. and uh, rock the big day in. Yes. Oh, I'd never shut you out of a party, mate. No. Yeah, Open never. arms. I don't have the cool uh, crew with me, though. <laughs> 92.9. Triple M. Save and Michelle for breakfast. That's real alternative for breakfast. 92.9. Triple M.